When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey yo, welcome into the CHGO White Sox postgame show. Another victory for your Chicago White Sox. This podcast is presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. The Sox win another, their fourth in a row, 6-4 to four over the Mariners. We will recap this game and let you know how the Sox won 6-4 to four and if it was pure domination or not. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. I am joined by the man, not in the middle, but to the left of me, Herb Lawrence. Hello. Follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. Herb and I had a pretty salty pregame. We were all upset that this game wasn't canceled. The Sox get their fourth win in a row. They approve to 4-1 and one on the season. The Mariners fall to 2-4. and four. And Herb, you said it on the pregame. If they're going to have a game, we're going to go out there. And that's damn what we straight. damn did. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to stay in this CHEO offices, great West Loop offices, and just wait this game out. Right. I'm going to go to the game, and luckily we have some people, our guy, uh, Cherizy E., who sent some tickets, him and uh, Mr. Beef, I mean, uh, Aloham Pete Han, mm-hmm. sent some tickets to us. We went to the game, saw our guy, Alex Rude. What up, Alex Rude? Saw what our up? guy, Bruhan Luke. Saw Matt Nominson. Uh, a couple other people. Yeah, Cherizy, of course, uh, was there. Mike Presnowski. Yeah, he came up late. We yeah. saw um, Matt from Portland, who came up, was very, very nice, uh, said that we keep him connected. He's been out in Portland for 16 was years. Was it Luke, too? Uh, yeah, and then his cousin Luke, who's from uh, the Hobart. region. Yeah, Hobart. So uh, got a, got a, a lot of nice White Sox fans. We even got uh, Daniel Green, uh, who was up in the 300s, filming us from the 108, saying hi. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of people out there at the game, even though it was probably about 4,000 strong, maybe, at the best. Thousand strong, maybe. Thousand strong. <laughs> My man KPW's in the house. Yeah, it like Sean bought us ponchos when we first got there. A little wet, a little rainy. But then the second and third inning, ooh, it came down like hard as hell. So we went back to the kind of close to the concourse. And then when it started calming down and it was just a little drizzle, pretty much the whole rest of the time we're there, we went back there. And you see the picture that Steven Nicholas, our producer, put up for us. We're sitting in uh, 108, of course. There's all our guys right there. Pre- appreciate them. And uh, Cherizy's the one that's taking the picture. That's why you don't see him in the picture. And that, I think that's Bruhan Luke's father in the back. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah that, that's that is a picture, uh, and that's us right there at the game also, right before the game. It was a nice weather day before we got into the game. When we left, it was freezing, and the rain was coming down sideways from the, uh, what, section two, yeah. gate two, into gate our two. car. It was the worst, like, 40 seconds <laughs> we've had this year. It was just freezing cold. I was like, ugh. How are they playing baseball out there? Right. That walk from gate two to, I mean, it was probably only like five rows of cars, um, was a brutal, brutal walk. And it was very, and Alex has a apropos name, very rude of you to have your umbrella at the game. You're blocking the view of all the people behind you, Alex. (laughs) What a dick. I understand you guys had something to eat too. Oh, yeah, and I had, a, I, had a, I had a hot dog. I couldn't say that. There's uh, me sucking down that hot dog. That's my favorite uh, tradition that I have. Anytime I go to a game, you're going to see me putting a hot dog in my mouth. Thanks for buying that, Herb, Hot dog, way. grilled onions, mm, mm. perfect. It's a mustard, can't beat it. And uh, I, honestly, like, we were a little frustrated that this game wasn't canceled before, but they got it in, and this is going to be a lot easier on everyone's schedule, the fact that they got in and, you know, just played a little wet game. I mean, that's, that's second and third inning. I was like... Oh, my God. How are they still playing? Like, the same thing I think Robbie Ray was thinking at that second and third inning. And J.P. Crawford, who booted a couple balls in that second. This is the second or third inning that J.P. Crawford really sucked. Yeah, I mean, he He was terrible in the field. With the bat, exclusive. He was awesome. Yeah, I think it was the second inning because it was uh, an infield single, Berger reached. So, I think that would have been the one that, you know, bounced off of his glove. I mean, there was one, too, that he just didn't get in front of, and it just bounced right over his glove. If he got in front of the ball, uh, he would have had it. They didn't give him an error officially, but I think you could have gave him yeah, two Yeah, I was 100% wrong that they were not going to play this game. 
<laughs> Roger Bossert wins again. <laughs> Roger, the, the sod father, never doubt him. So we were watching, you know, this rain pile up down the right field line. It was ridiculous. I mean, by the second inning, we were feeling... It was waterlogged. Yeah, it was going to get banged for at least an hour. And, I mean, really, right down the right field line when the, the grass ends right before the foul pole, uh, we had a great view on that 108 thing. I mean, there's not a lot of great views uh, from the 108. It's, it's that but, classic uh, view. But you got a great view of the, what the line looks like uh, in, 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 in right field. And it went from being waterlogged, being completely soaked, to being dry, painted up, looking clean and fresh. I mean, it was a great Within, job. like, two innings. I was like, yeah. it's, like, sucked up all the water, and you just didn't see anymore. One time, there was a uh, groundskeeper still on the field while they're ready to play ball in, like, the fifth or sixth inning, and he was just throwing diamond dry around first base, and Jose's like, I'm ready to play. Let's go. Come on, man. And uh, they gave him a nice uh, Bronx cheer after he finished uh, closing up the the water that was on around first base. But, yeah, Roger Bossard is uh, a miracle worker because that field was drenched in the second and third inning, and by the fifth, it had soaked it all up. And there was some people on Twitter, I think, from Seattle being like, you know, they were, they were giving crap to the, the grounds crew. This game doesn't get played if the White Sox ground crew isn't one of the best in the league. So, I mean, this, is, this wasn't Robbie Ray's, you know, the reason why Robbie Ray struggled, uh, you know, because of the field. The field was the same for both teams. Uh, and you could see in the ninth inning, Liam Hendricks was struggling uh, from, you know, get, finding footing on that mound. So it affected both teams the same way. Sox still win 6-4, and Steven Niss almost had his prediction come true. Kyle Crick getting the backdoor win over Travis Keuchel. Steven, he so tried. (laughs) He wanted it. And Adam Ingles like, come on now. You know who I am. Like, we were sitting in the 108 where it's right in the right field, and we saw that ball hit, and we're like, "Mm, guess it's a tie game. And Adam Ingles like, nope. All we saw was his red glove, and the ball going into it over the fence. I was like, okay, Adam Ingles out there. Awesome. I, I had no idea Jesse Winker subbed in for that pitch. I had no idea that he was up to the plate against Kyle Crick. And he hits a ball so high, and we thought it was out. We didn't even get out of our seats. And then, like you're saying, we see just the yellow line. We see all of the middle of the night landing seats, all that. All of it's blocking the actual Adam Ingle play. And you just see the yellow line and that red glove pop up, catch the ball. And I don't know if it was going to go out or not. Uh, I think the projected distance was like 350. But it was definitely close enough where he needed to leap because uh, even if it didn't, it might have pulled what uh, Tim Anderson's home run did, hit off the top of the wall and go over. So uh, it was a great play by Engel. Let's recap these runs for you. First inning, Dallas Keuchel strikes out the first guy, uh, Abram Toro. And I mean, his changeup looked nasty and we're like, oh, here we here go, we friends. Go. And then the real Dallas Keuchel showed up giving up a meatball to Ty France who deposited He into, said T.Y. Yeah, the, the left you. field bleachers uh, murdered that ball. That put up the Mariners one nothing in the first inning. And my bet of Mariners over a half run cashed. So thank you to Ty France. You should be watching CHGO bets with him and Cody Del Mendo. You get those good uh, insights all day long, well, every day. There's there's a sweat we'll get to uh, a little bit later. Um, but then in the bottom of the second, the White Sox go you know pretty pedestrianly one two three against Robbie Ray in the first inning, and Aloy comes up in the second inning, leads it off, and on the screen you see. You know, what Aloy has done in his career leading off an inning. 58 hits, 10 home runs, and we're joking with Cherizi who says, you know, Eloy's hitting 74 this year, that this one's going out. Well, friends, it did. 450 feet, 110 off the bat, a moonshot from Aloy Jimenez. 11, 111, I shouldn't, you know, uh, you know, skimp him here. 111 from uh, Aloy off the bat. Destroyed it into 161, probably about 17 rows up. It was crushed. It was an absolute bomb. Like, no doubt, right off the bat. We were... Joking, because you said, Cherizi said, hey, he's got to hit 74, and we looked up, zero home runs, like, hurry up, get one right now, (laughs) crushed. Right off the bat, we knew it was gone, and it's good to see Aloy to do that, finally get the bat to the ball, but, you know, Aloy's got to be Aloy, and it's not his fault he gets hurt, he got hurt eventually. Yeah, and then uh, next up, the White Sox didn't stop in the second inning, and we'll get to the Aloy Jimenez uh, injury, but Andrew Vaughn's on third, Josh Harrison's on first, Jake Berger reaches on an infield single to the shortstop. I think this is the one that Crawford ends up booting. It goes into the outfield. Harrison goes from first to second, or first to third. Berger reaches. Vaughn scores. That makes it two to one. And then TA's the next batter up. He doubled into center. That was his second hit. Yeah, a rocket off the bat. Berger and Harrison scored 4-1 after two. 
T.A. is uh, just an amazing player. I There's not enough words to describe him. He is the leader of this team. Robbie Ray is the reigning Cy Young Award winner. He ate that bitch up. And later on, he got him again, as Sean will talk about. But, like, T.A. is the leader of this offense. And when you think about what was going to go on today, we knew a left-hander was going to get hit hard. Right. We thought it was going to be our left-hander, but mercy. Those tight pants weren't working for Robbie Ray. He, they no, they and, weren't ready for the White Sox. Like, Robbie Ray looked pedestrian as hell out there tonight. And the White Sox didn't let him catch a breath at all. T.A., first pitch, rinse, repeat, takes a changeup, deposited for a single. Luis Robert got on him early. Uh, and even in that first inning, even though they went down one, two, three. Uh, they well, were hard hit. Yeah, they were hard hit. And, and and the White Sox were you know really, really giving Ray trouble this entire inning uh and yeah mailman jack saying that uh, his pants were tight enough an easy win for the Sox. he w- he did settle down after giving up four in that, that that second inning he didn't give up a run until the seventh we'll get to that but in the bottom of the fifth top of the fifth uh dayton moore uh, D- dylan moore reaches on an infield single to the pitcher very weak contact in that in that fifth inning for dallas keichel jp crawford got on base by a weak single uh tom murphy i think got on, on, on base by or crawford i think got an actual hit murphy got on base by a weak hit and then moore hits a tapper in front of the mound to keichel keichel goes home uh crawford's able to get under the tag that makes it 4-2 socks and then ty france grounded out to second a nice play by josh harrison murphy's able to score though that's 4-3 uh, Sox after the fifth inning, and then the seventh inning happens. Herb and I leave top seventh. We make that horrible trek to our car in that cold wind, and we're driving home on I-94. We just get into the Indiana exit off of, uh, you know, past 35th and Shields. T.A., 94 on the outside corner. He takes it, deposit it into the right field seats. Home run for T.A. That puts up the Sox 5-3. to three. And then Luis Robert, back-to-back, 405 to basically the same spot yesterday. He makes it six to three, and Robbie Ray leaves the game. That TA home run was reminiscent of the home run he hit in the corn game, as Tony mm-hmm. LaRusso likes to call yeah. it, off of uh, Zach Britton. Mm-hmm. Lefty throwing a low fastball outside. TA, delicious. Yeah. He crushed that. And then the first pitch to Luis Robert, he fouls it right back. And I was like, he's on it. He's on it. And we're watching the feed on my phone for my YouTube TV, but we're listening also to ESPN 1000 where um, Lennon, Lennon, Lennon uh, DJ, DJ explained the home run. And we hear just that ball's hit real deep, right field, and it's gone. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> Louis Roberts. What? I know. Like, and- what? Steven saying what you want to say. Just Luis Roberts marks what? to 40-40, balancing out. This guy Second is otherworldly. I cannot believe we have that guy. But everybody else in the league is envious of having that player. Luis Roberts, that guy. Just an amazing fastball hitter. Amazing. Turned around his career where he doesn't strike out really anymore. Mm-hmm. Like He's like a, like a 5% strikeout rate last year. That's amazing. It's his third year. It's, just, it's his third year. He hasn't even played a full one. It's aggression. Imagine if he plays 150 games. Well, and it's imagine you you see the way that him and TA attack, and it's just like those guys are just not going to let you catch your break your, yeah. your breath. I mean, if you give them three strikes, they're going to take a hack at it, all of them. Yeah, and usually you could throw something out of the zone, and Luis would be chasing his first year, and even nope. early last year. That shit is over. <laughs> those days are over. <laughs> Look at that. 112 miles per hour off the bat. Yeah. And like his first one in the second inning. I mean, you right talk about center field. Hit. Same place he hit it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right to 102, basically. And it was it just seeing the power is just so natural. And I mean, he had a line out that was 94 miles per hour. I mean, like his exit velocities are going to be 99 percentile by the end of this year. Connor Vladdy went, what, deep three times today? Yeah. I would still 100% take Luis Robert Robert over Vladdy Jr. Well, it's just because he plays center field. It's just because not only can he hit home runs and steal 40 bags possibly, but he can do what he did to Winker yesterday where he robs that home run right up against the wall. I mean, that's that's the only difference between him and Vladdy. Vladdy might hit 50, uh, but Luis might have 40-40 and be playing gold glove center field. I mean, Vladdy's great. He's He's a great hitter. He's not Luis Robert. I, he might be a better hitter than Luis Robert, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. That's a fun conversation. Come the fact down. that the two the two best hitters right now are Vlad Guerrero Jr. and Luis Robert. That's that's nice company right now. 
That guy's well, Stephen Kwan and Cleveland's doing well too. It's only been four games. <laughs> it's uh, it's only been six games. So great, great yeah. way to start off a career. It reminds yeah, me of Akil Badu last year when right. he just came out scorched earth and was hitting everything. But Badu is a guy that's you know was a DFA I think a Rule Five guy where you know Stephen Kwan's fourth rounder and he's been moving up that Guardian uh, prospect ranking year after year. So I mean. He might be better than Akil Badu. I don't have to worry about Akil Badu when he's in the Tigers lineup, but Stephen Kwan might be a, a nightmare for the Sox to face. Let's finish up these runs. Ninth inning, Liam Hendricks comes in for the saves. Uh, J.P. Crawford got on with a, a hit an infield single to shortstop. Uh, Eugenio Suarez, who had a double, ends up scoring. Uh, Absolutely but, rocket off of Eugenio Suarez's bat. But mainly, Louis, uh, uh, Liam was all right. I mean, you know, you look at the muddy mound. We were very reminiscent of when he was throwing a fit back in June of 2021 uh, on the mound with his, his spikes. It was a fine performance from Leon Hendricks. He wasn't perfect, but I'll still take it. Fine is tough because what he threw to A. Eugenio Suarez, he murdered that ball. And there's two guys out there. If Luis Robert and Adam Engel can't catch a ball, that ball was hit goddamn fast. Mm-hmm. Um, 100 miles per hour. Just he's, he's not the guy who's shutting down people at the second half of the season last year. He's having struggles, as you said, up until the corn game and in the corn game where he gave up the lead in that game. He had some struggles, and I don't know what he needs. I don't know if he needs motivation. He needs to cuss at himself. He needs his wife to cuss at him. Something needs to be changing because a run, at least a run in each of his outings this year, that's not what you want from your closer. No. and It's not optimal. It's still, it's not optimal, and, I mean, the fact that he's just giving up these runs is, I mean, not optimal, but I still think he'll find it. Um, I'm not worried that, you know, the White Sox now need to put Kendall Graveman in the closer spot. I think he'll still he's find filthy. it. Uh, that he is, He's been filthy. He had a nice night again for the White Sox. I really like that eighth inning being Kendall Craveman and Liam Hendricks on the ninth. Uh, I'll take that. And apparently uh, Jose Ruiz found a changeup too, so uh, that's a nice development to find out. But Liam Hendricks, 15 fastballs tonight out of 19 pitches, kind of very similar to that t- Tigers game where he was throwing a lot of fastballs, wasn't really trusting that breaking stuff, uh, but still got seven uh, called stri- strikes or whiffs on that fastball. So s- seven out of 15, not too bad. And as Kendall points out, he needs to stop throwing garbage and start throwing fastballs because right. we saw it yesterday. He just went three straight fastballs, I believe, to Mitch Hanniger. Game over. Mm-hmm. And he reared back today, and we talked about Julio Rodriguez before the game. Rook was not ready for Liam Hendricks' fastball. He reached back for 98 twice, and he blew that shit right past him. It was it was amazing. That's what he needs to do. Understand that 98 is still top-notch. Right. And sometimes, especially with the conditions that were out there, that shit works. Well, and Stoney brought this up, was that he, he, got, he started gaining velocity the more and more he was out there. Suarez was the first batter he faced. The first ball that he threw completely missed the zone. The second one he got into the zone. Suarez followed it off. And then basically Hendricks went back to the same location, same fastball. And you can't do that with a guy who has 50 home runs in a season before. I mean, that's just a, a great hitter taking advantage of a mistake. But and then uh, really, the, I mean. And then the ball back to the uh, backstop. Oh, where Grandal missed Grandal, it. like, you called the pitch, bro. <laughs> you should know what's coming. Yeah, maybe it's a little high. <laughs> I, I just want to catch who we can catch. Right. Just catch the ball. But then you see Liam Hendricks go up against Julio Rodriguez the next at-bat, and that's when he's hitting 97, and he's get, getting his top velocity, and it's called strike. He misses with the slider, and then boom, boom, two swinging strikes. Rodriguez couldn't face it. And then, you know, Crawford, he's hitting 97 again, but it's three straight fastballs. But he started getting that location. He started moving, like, where he missed Suarez middle-middle. You know, he started missing, like, Crawford. He started pitching him up in the zone. He started hitting those those spots. So, I mean, the, the location and control started getting there a little bit more. And the Crawford hit that for an RBI single was broken bat, bleeder over the shortstop's head. It's nothing you can do right there, but, you know, the stuff that happened preceding that Crawford at bat is the problem that we have with Liam Hendricks. Like, you don't have to be perfect. No one is. He's the reigning two-time AL reliever of the uh, year. So we expect a little bit more out of him when he does come in the game. Maybe not shutting everybody down every time he comes in, but not a run each time, at least a run each time he comes into the game. There's not a conversation right now. He's the closer. But if this continues, a filthy dude like Kendall Graveman might have to step in there 
and be the closer for the White Sox. Yeah, I mean the fact that the Sox paid Hendricks fifty four million hey, over man. three years. I mean it's just it's a meritocracy. Yeah, but I mean he's still you still got to give him a little bit. I'm more saying like rope. it's not I right mean, now, yeah. but if we go like two, three more starts or uh, relief appearances, and he's giving up a run each one of them, can't have that. This yeah. this like in the playoffs, we're gonna need a shutdown closer, and Kendall Graveman his stuff plays like. If Liam's curveball is not playing and he doesn't have another pitch to go along with that 98, that's going to be a problem for right. the White Sox. So I just want him to do whatever he needs to do to get right. I hope tomorrow will probably have the day off and gets right for the race series and uh, gets us two out of three there. Well, and Kendall said it too. I mean, three straight fastballs to Crawford and Stoney said on the, po- uh, the, the I was going to say podcast, uh, the broadcast that, you know, you can't keep going fastball, 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 because even if you have an elite fastball, you're going up against major league hitters who can adjust and will be able to recognize that if you keep going to that well over and over again. So that's why Crawford's able to deposit that uh, for, for uh, an RBI single. Uh, but 6-4 is the final there. Liam Hendricks wasn't perfect, but he got the job done. Sox win four straight, and now just looking back at that Tigers game, that opening day one, sore taste, or sour taste at least. We had two chances to win the game, and it's very, uh, what, April 13th? Hey, these games count, I say it all the time, they count the same as the games in October. If you was doing this in October, you guys would be apoplectic. <laughs> they count the same. They do. The exact same. I just, I, I think there's a little bit more of a rope. You know, if he's doing this stuff in September and he's doing it in three straight things and, you know, three, three straight games, maybe there's a little bit less of a rope. But Which here in doesn't April, make sense. Well, I mean, you're warming up still. I mean, like, we, we see the, the effects that this has. I mean, is Robbie Ray now going to be not the ace for the Mariners? No, I'm saying that's right. one start for him. But this is every appearance by Liam Hendricks. I'm not saying you take him out of the closer role right now. He will get right. But that needs to show up eventually soon Mm -hmm. when you got a nasty mf or like kendall graveman out there doing work the pressure's on and i hope he competes he sees kendall out there that man's taking my job and takes it up front i think he kind of took it as a front when the white Sox went and got craig kimbrell and you saw the results right he's like no i'm the reliever he didn't say it in public but you could see the results he'd be turned into a nasty mf after that and i hope he gets that same attitude with kendall graveman breathing down his neck hey Good job, Kendall. I appreciate that eighth inning. Watch this ninth. And you probably like what Alec has to say here. The more you win now, the fewer you have to win in September. So, you know. My man, Alec. Let's just try to get to uh, September 12th here. Yeah, if the White Sox score score 10 runs in the first inning, they won't have to score 10 runs in the ninth. Yeah, and Hendricks. And then they'll bunt all their wants when they're up 10 runs. Hendricks is fine. I mean, if if he can't find his slider, if he can't find his curveball at all through the season, then he won't be fine. But that fastball still plays. We it see does. we see MLB guys still swinging and missing over the top of it. Uh like, you know, maybe like they can't even pick it up out of his hands. So, I mean, you know, things are not all, you know, <laughs> gloom and doom here uh, for Liam Hendricks. Want to mention, since we have all of you guys in the chat right now, the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our premium written content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from the CHG Locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out. PointsBet is your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better, introducing PointsBet's newest feature, live NBA same-game parlays. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live NBA same-game parlay only with points bet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the day- game. And if you want more, you can also boost your live same game parlays. You can watch live, parlay live, and boost live with points bet. And I'm excited to get an MLB live same game parlay. I'm excited for that new feature uh, to come out because I was checking the White Sox game on points bet in 108, and I was just real excited to try to get some uh, some bets in there. I want to be able to bet Tim Anderson home run live. Uh, I don't think I was able to do that. And, you know, TA ended I mean, you're up coming in the seventh inning. No, I was thinking of doing it in the seats. Okay. After TA's second hit there. But 
Online signup is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And we need to mention, too, Strava CBD Coffee is a game changer and has helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious fresh roasted specialty coffee infused with organic broad-spectrum CBD. CBD from help doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer real benefits benefits that can help you. It'll help you feel alert and focused without the jitters. It'll help you live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. Plus, inducing, including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy a more restful sleep so you wake up feeling your best. I like it late at night. I get the decaffeinated one. I get the extra strength, 20 uh, milligrams of CBD, and it's real nice takes me down and I get a great sleep when I enjoy Strava CBD coffee at night. And the best part, Strava is all about quality. Everything is small batch, fresh and shipped straight to your door. Strava also offers concentrated full spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effects of benefits. CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use code code CHGO25 at checkout. Discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only, one use per customer. And if you already love Strava, you can subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. With Strava, you're in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. Again, use code CHGO25 for 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com. Calm. Herb, you want to talk about the pitching match? What's up? But hold on. Oh. Guys, I said he'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Are people freaking out? There's... (laughs) Go up a little bit, uh, Steven, real quick. Levante. Hendricks is fine. A 90 hurry is fine. That's what you're going to be smooth with. He's not fine right now. He will be. He's not fine currently. And I think it was uh, Jesus H. Strawman said Liam had a 435 ERA with four home runs given up in 10 innings last year in March and April, just saying. So, yes, bad starts in March and April. Maybe this is his routine, and then he gets filthy in the second half. Yeah, hopefully that's what happens. I mean, right now we haven't seen the breaking ball be as dominant as we have seen it be last year. So, I mean, if, if he's able to get that secondary pitch – we know that fastball plays. That fastball's still playing in 2022. Uh, so as long as he's able to get that slider back, I think we'll we'll have a fine, fine closer on our hand. And yeah, it is a goofy year, short spring training. And he was one of the guys that was first at the uh, camp. He was down in Arizona right away with the Sox. So this is a guy that has been working since you know the, the full three weeks. So the fact that he is not really ramped up just yet, and maybe the cold, maybe the rain, uh, we saw that affect Robbie Ray. You know, maybe these are all things that are playing into it. But if we're getting good, consistent weather, high seventies, I think Hendricks will be fine. And Blake name, Ray's fastball was down. We were sitting next mm-hmm. to Alex Rude, and he said he was down at least two miles per hour from what he was doing from Toronto last year in a Cy Young campaign. So I would be concerned a little bit. Maybe this funky offseason has uh, thrown his timing off and has didn't get prepared as much as he could have and it hasn't been ramped up. Uh, so, yeah, I saw he was like he hit 93, but he was probably sitting 91, 92 on his fastballs and uh, the White Sox took advantage. Yeah, it, well, let's talk about the pitching matchup here. Let's talk about Robbie Ray and let's talk about good old Dallas Keiko. We missed you, buddy. Let's see this. Robbie Ray will start with him six and a third, six earned runs, 10 hits, Two walks, four Ks, and Dallas Keuchel, five innings pitched, three earned runs, six hits, no walks, five Ks. What is up, Dallas Keuchel? He's back. That man is awesome. That man (laughs) pitches ass off. And like you said, the earned runs in the fifth inning, soft, soft contact. It was a rainy day, and the track was a little wet, so that ball that was hit right back to him, what can he do there? The only play he had was a play to home, and J.P. Crawford's good at sliding and fast as hell. So what can you do? Dallas Keuchel came out and impressed the fuck out of us. It yep. was amazing. 
Oh, snap. We got Vinny joining us. Uh, real quick, let's talk about Ray. Uh, I, I do think that it was mainly the rain that was hurting him. Felt like he couldn't get a grip for a slider at all. He ended up going to the fastball, and you guys are right that his average velocity was down. It was down about three miles per hour uh, this year, 2.8. Uh, it was down this fastball, but the slider was down two miles per hour. The knuckle curve was down two miles per hour, and he couldn't get a grip on the changeup. That was up two miles per hour. So there wasn't real discrepancy between his changeup and his fastball today, and the white White Sox obliterated him. Mailman Jack, Nachadoches Keichel looks okay. You know who looks okay right now? Vinny Duber. Vinny Duber, our guy, coming in from guaranteed right guys. field. He can't hear us. Oh, oh no. boy. Vinny Uh-oh. can't hear us. No. Oh, wow. Tech issues? I can't hear you guys. No, I hear you. That's all right. We'll... We'll come back to you, Vinny, when we can, when you can hear us. That's weird. Yeah, well, I mean, we hear him, so that's funny. Anyways, uh, I wouldn't be too worried about Robbie Ray. I Not think it doses. was part of the issue that, you know, short spring training, the rain was really bad. I mean, that was one thing, too. I mean, we saw with Hendricks, he only threw two sliders, uh, two curveballs. I just don't think that the grip was there for any pitcher today. And with Dallas Keuchel not throwing that heavy and that, that – that, uh, that, that well or that that hard, it was pretty easy for him to just control stuff today, and that was what led to, you know, great five innings from him. Maybe that's why the White Sox wanted to play this game because they were just like, okay, this changeup will play in a heavy rain and it'll move a little bit more. And it, the balls that usually get hit in the air, except for the T.Y. France was, I know we call him, I know his name's Ty, but we call him T.Y. It's a little inside <laughs> joke. Uh, ball that was murdered, he wasn't hit very hard today. Yeah. Like balls were kept in play. No, the defense was awesome and behind him. It was just great for Dallas Keiko. I was expecting a lefty to get hit hard and I was not expecting to be Robbie Ray. Dallas Keiko, if this is the guy that shows up every fifth, you got a bargain and a half. You that want, man is back. You want to hear some stats? So the max exit velocity that Dallas Keiko gave up today was 109, which not great. You want to hear the average ev- exit velocity for Dallas Keiko tonight? Let me go with 83. Close, 86. He was fantastic tonight. And the thing that was really shocking for us uh, watching this, his changeup got four swings and misses, which is insane. 36% swing and miss rate on Dallas Keuchel's changeup. If he's going to be able to keep this up, if that back is healthy, you know, it doesn't need to be five innings of shutout ball for him. If he's giving five innings, three earned, no walks, and he's just giving up some hits left and right, not all of them solid contact, this is going to play as the fifth starter for the White Sox. And we saw that he trusts his defense. We saw why. The play up the middle with Josh Harrison catches it pretty much in the shift behind second base. He can't get to the second base. Tim instinctively goes to second base. Josh Harrison smoothly flips it to him, and Timmy gets the last out of the inning. (laughs) <laughs> that was amazing. I was like, those guys already got the great chemistry. They're already right. slick with it. I was I was very impressed with Josh Harrison. Once that play happened, I was like, man, I love Josh Harrison. Rick Hahn, I'm sorry for questioning you on that Josh Harrison pickup because <laughs> that man is smooth as silk. Yeah, and you know who's not smooth as silk? Leary Garcia. Ugh. Yeah, we uh, we got to talk about him because mm-hmm. he did end up coming into this game. Uh, Eloy went down with an injury. Luis uh, Leary ended up uh, pinch hitting for him. But Vinny, do we got you now? Yes, yeah. I can hear you guys. It was, a, it was a browser issue, it seems. What was that? It was a browser issue, it seems. We got a new browser. We're all good now. Well, there we go. Great job by uh, Stephen Nicholas and Lawrence getting that uh, that getting that up. Before he asks you a question, uh, what's the shirt we're featuring today? I am wearing a uh, shirt from a music festival I went to uh, back in 2019, uh, the Bourbon and Beyond Festival down in Louisville, Kentucky. Tremendous lineup. Saw ZZ Top, guys. It was pretty fantastic. And you're a sharp-dressed man today. You are. Very nice. You are nationwide. Very good. Very good. And we could go down to LaGrange as well. Uh, I think I'm out. We're done. Or LaGrange Park. We're out. (laughs) All right, let's talk uh, real quick. You ended up talking to – who'd you talk today? Who'd you talk to at the postgame? We just spent a lot of time talking to Dallas Keuchel. We did hear a little bit from Tim Anderson, but Dallas was the was the the man of the hour, his hundredth win, um, and you know, really, I think uh, a pretty good showing from him, all things considered. I mean, the, what he was looking for to do in this first start, and really this year in general, is to feel more like himself. He didn't think he felt like himself last year. We talked about the injuries. We talked about the lack of performance. We've talked about some of the bad luck today. 
even though some of the things weren't perfect and he'll be the first to tell you about it. He was miffed that he didn't get to go or, you know, longer than just the five innings. He felt like himself. He felt back to normal. And I think that's going to be a huge, huge deal for the White Sox, especially here in the early going while they're still down Lucas Giolito and Lance Lynn. But Dallas always kind of feels miffed no matter what's happening. He all he never wants to give up the ball. Always I kind of like that attitude about Dallas Keuchel. Even though he, you know, last year he wasn't his greatest, when Tony would come and get the ball, I think Tony took me out a little early. Yeah, that was a theme, definitely. Uh, and, and you know what? Uh, you know, everybody liked to – it was a popular thing to get on Dallas throughout the offseason, and certainly his numbers earned it with the performance that he had. Sean, uh, Sean Anderson Severino, we know they do. We stand on this one. But uh, but listen, he knows. You know what I mean? I think that's the, the big thing is that when everybody gets, uh, you know, gets on a guy for not doing their job the way that they want to do it, uh, you know, they think that it's like, oh, he's oblivious to it. Why, do, why is he still on the team kind of thing? Well, he knows. He, he knows it didn't go well, and, and he ended his media session with us tonight saying, you know what, I, I, I think the team will like it, and I think the fans will like it after the way that last year went for him too. So um, he's aware of what was going on. He's aware uh, of what went wrong and uh, feeling more like himself, feeling more like the guy who we've seen in years past, including very recently in 2020, uh, is going to be, a, like I said, a big deal for this pitching staff, especially here in the first few weeks. Did he say he had anything planned for his 100th celebration, or did anybody like do a beer shower for him uh he said he was going to enjoy a few beverages i think this was a long day at the yard for uh for everybody uh obviously with the rain delay and 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 all the weather uh you know forcing everybody to kind of sit around for so long earlier today before the game got going but uh yeah he said he was gonna enjoy a couple of uh celebratory drinks this evening yeah good for him 100 wins is a big big milestone to reach he looked great tonight did he mention anything about the pitch mix or particularly his changeup, because it felt like that was really, really working well for him tonight. Yeah, I mean, the stuff was working, right? I mean, like, he, he was kind of back to the normal Dallas Keuchel of, of, of talking about those high standards that he has for himself and, you know, being surprised when things worked in a way that he wasn't trying to get them to work in. You know what I mean? He was talking about the way that fifth inning ended and that it was a pop-up, and he's like, well, it wasn't, wasn't really trying to get him to pop out, but, you know, the results are the result. So he's disappointed for a little bit in that it was a pop-up in foul territory rather than maybe the ground ball he was looking for. So you can talk about this guy as a perfectionist certainly that uh, is something that applies to most people in that clubhouse but yeah I mean I think we were all surprised early to see the number of strikeouts uh, you know that, that he was doing against the Mariners there in the early going and then you know as the night went on he, he did his job and uh, you know whether he's pleased with five innings or not it's the it's only the second time that the the a White Sox starter has gone five innings this year so uh, he, he matched the team high through the first turn through the rotation. I mean, he's probably a little bit miffed too because he's trying to get to that uh, innings march mark to get uh, to get some contract for him next year. Well, not to mention the fact that you know he's a veteran. He's been around. He's done this. He's one of those guys that can have that uh, have that two hundred inning goal and be realistic about it as right. the lights go off here on me here in the uh, oh my in, God. In, in what's the conference going room. on? Oh, they're on a timer. I gotta go. I gotta go push the button again. But uh, there right. you go. This is we're we're, we're loving the, the tech issues we've got going. We can tap today. dance if you want us to. Um, we can just talk. I'm just gonna yeah. get up and go. I, I have my phone. You can come with. Oh, me. Okay, oh. perfect. Uh, we'll uh, we'll ask you a question while you walk and talk here. Yeah, uh, you want to give us do. an injury update? We saw Aloy left uh, after he bounced one off after he hit a foul ball off of his ankle, and then we saw Josh Harrison also leave with back stiffness. Uh, what's the update on those two? Yeah. So uh, Aloy Jimenez, obviously, like you just said, he's got the bruised ankle uh, and he is doubtful to play tomorrow, uh, though Tony LaRusso pointed out numerous times uh, that, you know, for Aloy to want to come out of a game, he had to be hurting pretty bad. So uh, that was kind of uh, Tony's assessment of Aloy is that, you know, there's. It, it was serious enough for him to want to come out of tonight's game. Uh, he's doubtful that he's going to play tomorrow. Harrison was kind of scheduled for a day off already. It sounded like from Tony, just the way he's kind of shuffling his players in and out here early. Um, but he said, he joked, uh, he goes, he goes, you know, might show up at the park tomorrow and they might be able to talk me out of it. Uh, he goes, he's a, he said he was a pretty, uh, impressionable guy. Yeah. The hall of fame manager. So, uh, yeah, a nice little quip there from, from Tony, but yeah, uh, we'll see. It's just day to day right now for both of those guys. Um, and, and that's all we got for you tonight. We didn't get to talk to you yesterday, but um, this Luis Robert guy, uh, Tony, speak about him. I mean, what more can be said about this amazing player? It's just every time he does something, it's like, God, he does it again. Vinny, I, I just can't believe he is this good, and he's on the White Sox. 
I, I really think that that's kind it's of where everybody's on the White Sox. <laughs> yeah, right. The second part there. Uh, I think that's really where everybody's at with this guy at this point is like, what else? What else can we say? We, you know what I mean? We've already told you. I mean, you had Liam Hendricks told tell you he's one of the most talented players he's ever been around. You got guys calling him a monster and everything. But you know what? They've been saying this since uh, spring training or, or summer camp in 2020 when he was when he had yet to take a major league at bat. All the hype was so big about this guy. Guess what? He's delivering on it. I mean, honestly, you're you're. It's funny. You guys both picked Luis Robert for MVP. We remember I picked Tim Anderson. T.A. hits that home run, uh, you know, off Robbie Ray here tonight. And then Luis Robert can't even let him can't even let him <laughs> jockey ahead in the little MVP race they've got going on with each other right there. He's got to come right back and hit another home run. I'll tell you the thing that Tony La Russa is impressed about uh, and it, referencing last season and it's a, it applies to this season. Obviously, Luis walked uh, in yesterday's game talking about the plate discipline and, and, and the at bats, the quality of the, the at bats. Listen, you can have the raw talent to go ahead and hit a ball, you know, 400 something feet, but to be a complete baseball player, you got to have, you know, the eye at the plate to, to go along with it. And uh, Tony, very complimentary of what Luis is able to do. I mean, you know, he makes everything look easy uh, out there. Does Luis Robert and uh, White Sox fans have uh, been spoiled here in the first two games, first two home games of the season uh, in seeing not just a couple of home runs, but really everything that Luis is able to do. Well, and you talk about the plate discipline, not only for Luis has it been spectacular, but also for the Sox in general, it's been spectacular. Lowest K rate right now in the MLB, and you you see the matchup, Robbie Ray last year, 13 and a third innings against the Sox, 27 Ks, tonight over six and a third, only four. Did Tony talk about the approach and if anything changed, or is this kind of just, you know, maybe because we saw the approach change from Ricky to Tony, is this now just another year where these guys are taking this approach into every single game and it's just paying off now? Yeah, I mean, obviously you want to, if, if you're a hitter, you want to be able to to have that consistency. But one thing that Tim Anderson talked about tonight was the plan they had against Robbie Ray. You know what I mean? They saw him twice last year. He got the better, uh, you know, the better of them twice last year. Well, they had, uh, Tim said they had time to do their homework. You know what I mean? They had a whole, uh, a whole, a whole off season and the off day on Monday, you know, to get ready for this guy. They knew what was coming and, and they, they hammered him. I mean, this is a lineup that doesn't give anybody any days off, but it can show you that even against the Cy Young winner, the guy who was last year, the best pitcher in the American league, they were able to pummel him to use the, uh, the, the word that you guys used uh, in the headline. Obviously it was only a two run margin by the end of the game, but against Robbie Ray to get six runs. I mean, you know, that that's very impressive. And, and, and Tim credited the plan and stick into the plan. And I'm sure, you know, uh, they, they not only had to fight through, you know, hitting against a pitcher of that caliber they had to fight through this miserable weather that we had on the South side tonight. And, and guess what? They didn't miss a beat. It was just like what, what we saw yesterday uh, and, and in Detroit as well. So this is a team that is going to be given pitchers fits all year long, including the guys who are the best in the game. Anybody say anything about three appearances now from Liam Hendricks and each one of the appearances he's given up at least one run. Anybody talk about his struggles? I mean, we talked to Liam yesterday, uh, you know, his second outing of the season in, in which he gave uh, gave up a run there uh, in the ninth inning yesterday. So, you know, he's he's a guy who when we've talked to him about things that have gone wrong in the past, he doesn't really dwell on them. You know what I mean? He, he kind of knows immediately what went wrong, what he should have done. Obviously, if those pile up and stretch out over the course of the entire season, it's going to be a problem. But right now, I do not think there is any reason to be worried about a guy who has been the best closer in baseball for the last two or three seasons. Uh, you saw last year. Some of his first outings with the White Sox uh, last season, he was giving up home runs. He was he was struggling, you know, in those first handful of uh, of games that he pitched. And what ap- ended up happening? He was the American League reliever of the year. He was an All Star. He was the best closer in baseball. He was the last thing that anybody was worrying about on this roster. And I'm sure that that's going to be the case if you just look at that recent track record. You know what I mean? If we're still talking about this in May then we're still talking about it in May and it's a, it's, we're talking about it for a reason right now. Everything's magnified because they've only played five games. Uh, I wouldn't worry about a guy with the, with the credentials that Liam has. 
Absolutely. If you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book easier than ever, so you could start living your bet life in seconds. So, what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem call 1 800 4700. And you are currently listening to the CHGO White Sox post game show. This is CHGO. We got podcasts and live shows on every team every day. You're watching the post game shows. These are all free for you. It's free, dope content for you. But if you want to become a member at allchgo.com, we truly, truly, uh, what's it called? Advise you to? Yeah, that works. We push you towards it. Demand Uh, it. Uh, I can't think today. Uh, That's where you can check out the premium written content. Yeah, it's been a long day. Premium written content by our guy Vinny Duber down in that bubble. You also get dope merch for all teams. If you become a member, you get to pick one of those dope merches uh, to get a free shirt when you become a member. Dope merches. (laughs) And you get access into our member-only Discord, and we call that the CHGO Lounge. So when you become a member, you get access to that premium written content, you get a free shirt, and you get access to the members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. All right, Vinny, got a day game tomorrow. We don't want to keep you too long. Logan Gilbert versus Jimmy Lambert. Uh, After today's game, were you surprised that they played today's game? I didn't ask you that one. A little bit. I mean, it rained and it rained and it rained and it never stopped raining. So, uh, yeah, a little bit. But, you know, people understand what's going on here. The Mariners only come to Chicago one time all season. You know, you've got the condensed schedule a little bit already with losing the first two weeks. So I get it. I get why they wanted to get this game in. Uh, They did get it in. So congratulations to them. Uh, I think under normal circumstances in a normal season, you might have seen uh, something a little different, but who knows? Uh, Yeah, I was a little bit surprised. And then any word on if Vaughn will play? This is the thing that Herb's all hung up about that, you know, Andrew Vaughn needs to play 150 games this year. Uh, Is is Andrew Vaughn going to be in the lineup tomorrow, you think? Because Aloy's going to be out. It sounds like uh, Harrison might be out, too. So it sounds like Garcia might be playing second. I, I have not seen the lineup for tomorrow's game yet. Okay. We won't see it till tomorrow morning. Uh, but listen, I think when it comes to Andrew Vaughn, you, you don't need to worry. He's going to play a lot. He deserves to play a lot. He's going to play a lot. This is not a, you know, he hasn't earned anything or anything like that yet. He is going to play a ton. He's a very good hitter. The team wants to win and feels its best, field its best team. You're going to see a lot of different guys throughout the whole course of the season. You got to keep all the, everybody fresh. Uh, Andrew Vaughn, you don't have to worry about. He's going to get in there quite a bit. All right, Vinny, I got one more final question for you. Uh, I was listening to Tattoo Ya. I know uh, you're a big Rolling Stones fan. Uh, Tattoo Ya. All right. Tattoo Ya, I think it's. I think they stylized it to Ya. Uh, What do you think of the song Heaven? You know that one? Top of your head. I'm guessing that's side B. I'm a side A guy of Tattoo You. Uh, You know, Hang Fire is definitely my favorite song on Tattoo You. Uh, But you got, you know, you got Waiting on a Friend on the back, I know, and uh, there's some other ones. So, uh, you know, I usually, I'll admit, I usually skip side B whenever I put Tattoo You on, but uh, I, I do have that one on vinyl. That's one of the ones I got. Yeah, it's a side beer. It's track nine. I think it's uh, it's it's shoegaze. It's early shoegaze from the Rolling Stones, which is honestly uh, so, you know, some of my favorite stuff from the Stones. I just wanted to know what you thought about it. Maybe we'll talk okay, about it tomorrow. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I prefer I prefer the more upbeat tunes, the the rockers. That's what I prefer. So, and again, that shouldn't come as any surprise to anybody. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Hangfire as my number one pick on that on that record. It's a good pick. Uh, we'll talk to you hopefully tomorrow, Vinny. Go get some rest. You got an early day at the ballpark, so we appreciate your reporting. And uh, go check out Vinny's article at allchgo.com. He'll have a game recap for you. Uh, do you have a pick to click, by the way? Who do you think was the, the player of the game for tonight? We're, we're, we're having a tough time to picking. Yeah, that is tough. I think you got to go with TA, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what we thought. Yeah. We yeah. picked Robert and Vaughn, yeah. so we were trying to – he we're wants to go wrong. with Robert to be right with the home. I want to be Robert every time. When you come back in the studio, you took Robert the other day. I was like, son of a bitch, that's a cheat code. No, he took TA. He took TA when I took returned. TA. That's oh, I thought, oh, and he won too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Vinny's 1-0 one, one so far on the, 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 the click to picks. 
I'm just going to pick Robert for the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could do worse. Yeah, I might just pick, pick end up picking uh, Andrew Vaughn every game too. So uh, we'll just we'll just stay, you know. It's going to be a you, boring you pick, segment from here on out, right? Yeah, you'll pick. I'll pick. You'll pick Robert. You'll pick Ta, and I'll pick uh, Andrew Vaughn. It'll be uh, real, real complex here. But uh, thank you, Vinny. Get some rest, and uh, we appreciate you joining us. Alrighty, guys. Good night. Good what's, night. What's shoegaze? Shoegaze is like uh, it was. It was made popular uh, by uh, My Bloody Valentine. Probably like late '80s, early '90s. Uh, very like. Bedroom poppy, but also like loud rock. It's it's very good. I like I like shoegaze. You know Mazzy Star? No. Oh, all right. You don't know my bloody Valentine? No. All right. Look at me. Kind of like the Cure, maybe. Like I'm it's forty it's like the, three. The that's your age. That's that's your that's your wheelhouse. You were alive. Back I'm also then. all brown. <laughs> that that is true. Uh, the, I am from the suburbs, so I know some of that stuff. You know the Cure, so I mean it's kind of like you know the Cure kind of started it all too. But, I know them. Yeah, but a little less poppy, a little bit more, uh, you know, scary. Uh, let's go into uh, yeah, Vin, yeah, Stephen. I yeah, Vinny would like. I feel like. Uh, he's like a dad of music to me. I don't want to disappoint him by not knowing something musically, and I and I try to impress him with deep cuts uh, from Rolling Stones. Exactly, so, and I know. felt uh, I felt I didn't want to ask in front of Vinny because he'd be like, "Curb, I can't believe you," <laughs> and I don't want to disappoint Vinny, especially when it comes to music. I don't know if he uh, if he's a big shoegazer. I think he's a very classic sound good. Americana guy. Oh, yeah. Shoegaze doesn't sound man. good at all. All right, uh, let's. Uh, we got tomorrow Logan Gilbert for the Mariners taking on Jimmy Lambert. That's a one ten game. Uh, or exactly, Paul. Correct. I don't know White Stripes. Hey, that one song, Seven Nation Army. That's the only song I know. Da, 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 da. What's up, Paul? Correct. By the way, that's a classic. Exactly. Lockdown Sox caller. I met Paul Correct at a ballpark pub. Oh yeah. Yeah. We went out there for 108. Do you look like Jake Lamb at all? No, he does not look like Jake <laughs> like Lamb Tony, at all. Uh, Tony LaRusso uh, with like his, uh, his classic calls. A Anyways, nice gentleman. Uh, we, got, we got Logan Gilbert on the bump for the Mariners tomorrow. Jimmy Lambert for the Sox. 110 pitch, and I think we got a pregame starting at, I want to say 1130. 1230? 1230? Okay, I wanted to stay 1130, but that would have been wrong. I'm about to say, what are we doing, a 90-minute pregame? <laughs> right. So we'll join you at 1230 tomorrow for a 110 pitch. Again, Gilbert versus Lambert. Gilbert's got a lot of stuff that the Sox should watch out for. Last year, five in or last uh, start he had five innings, three hits, one earned run, seven Ks. So watch out for him. He struck out nine and nine point seven batters last year. Uh, his K per nine. So Logan Gilbert has a, a big, big, big strikeout repertoire, and uh, he's a righty on the mound, so he might give some fits to the Sox. Hopefully, Andrew Vaughn's in that lineup. Hopefully, Gavin Sheets is in that lineup. Sounds like Josh Harrison might not be, so it might get Leary Garcia again. Uh, tomorrow for the White Sox. But we will recap that all for you at 12.30 tomorrow, and then we'll have another post game for you after the White Sox and Mariners series wrap. And then Herb's got to go to the park on Friday and Saturday. Yeah, I don't have to. I'm going to go. You're going to uh, go. Tomorrow's a birthday. For? Every day is a birthday for me. Herbert, Wait. Gilbert, Lambert. Wait, what? Gilbert, Lambert, Herbert. Oh, but it's not a birthday? It's a birthday. B-E-R-T. B-E-R-T. <laughs> Jimmy Lambert is what he's getting at. Yeah, no, I got Herbert, yeah. Gilbert, like me and, Lambert. Like, yeah. Sean, like uh, Stephen Nicholas and I, Herbert Lawrence, both uh, two first-name people. Yeah. Well, I'm two first-names, too. No, no. it's Sean Anderson Severino and Anderson Cooper, too. No. I forgot about Anderson nope, Cooper. Those are last names. Anyways, all right. That's going to wrap it up for the CHGO White Sox post-game show. Thank you to Vinny Duber for jumping on, and thank you to all of you great people. Alexander in Timothy, the, uh, also two first names. And and he says he's also brown, like you. So, thank you. So, uh, thank you to no, everybody. No, he's laughing at my also brown joke. He's not. It doesn't look like he's also brown. I don't know. Well, <laughs> maybe he is. We don't know. Uh, we're going to go to bed now. Uh, thank you to every friend for being into the chat. Uh, we really do appreciate it. We appreciate your support from the CHGO White Sox post-game. We love seeing you know, everyone that we ran into uh, the past couple days at Guaranteed Rate Field. So if you see us, come up and say hi. Uh, we do appreciate seeing all your lovely faces. And thank you for the support. That's going to do it for Herb Lawrence, for Vinny Duber, for Steven Nicholas. I'm Sean Anderson, another White Sox winner. That's four straight, baby. We'll talk to you tomorrow recapping another Mariners-Sox game.